Welcome to the Urban to Country Podcast, a collection of inspiring and edifying conversations with amazing people. Our conversations cover everything from hunting and conservation, to mindful living, to how to be a good human. Basically, all the good stuff. We are wrapping up day two at the Bozeman Conservation Convention. It has been a freaking blast. We're having a good time. And yeah, it's just been fun to catch up with everybody. I'm here with uh, one of the 2% for Conservation certified podcasts, and that's Adam and Chris from the Right to Roam podcast. Tell me, oh, I'm good. (laughs) It's a whirlwind. Yeah, always like we we'll wake up tomorrow and start driving home, and I'll be like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, I met uh, some good people, and I'm tired. I'm <laughs> glad we have a four-hour drive because yeah. just like when we came back from Rendezvous in Boise, it gave us time to process what we actually mm-hmm. went through and evaluate. You know, because you do you can't help but evaluate the yeah. relationships you meet or you you form or foster or nurse or polish or disregard. Yeah, exactly. And it's like. Uh, who do we need to spend more time with? Uh, who doesn't? Man, that person said something interesting. That person's a kook. Yeah. <laughs> I <know>? must have uh, <laughs> must have really set an example. I, I guess really set the bar high at BHA Rendezvous because I was like, yeah, I'm 21 again. Like, went out every <laughs> night. And then, so I was like, I'm going to be so professional and focused here. Best podcaster ever. And then Jared was like, dude, you got to lighten up. Let your hair down tonight, buddy. <laughs> it's like, all right, this is supposed to be fun too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have just been recording a ton of podcasts. Like, I feel like every time I turned around from finishing one of mine, you guys were on one. Like, You had to get a handful too, though. You yeah. Four or five, something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. I mean got some really great conversations and like you were saying it was fun to catch up with people that was the best part yeah um catching up with people and getting to meet new people and just hearing new stories i mean some of the stories that people shared i was like whoa that is you are making me a better person yeah i'm glad i was here for that yeah i'm glad i was here for that exactly yeah you know and uh you see all the buzz around uh, events like this Mm -hmm. and you show up and you're i'm never i'm i'll be this be frank i'm never impressed by how many people show up to these events right. it always seems like there's not enough just because i know how big the fight is exactly but it's always quality over quantity and yes i mean everyone who's here is like really here you yeah. know they're not here because it's posh they're not here just to show up and get free swag um like they're all in it to win it you know and uh it's, it's i am awesome. hoping to win something in the raffle <laughs> Dude, you always <laughs> win something i have not won a thing in like i don't think i've ever won a raffle a yeah. gun at a banquet nothing I used to be able to say that, and then I drew a Utah elk tag. So now I can't say that anymore. You drew a Utah elk tag this I year? Drew, no, uh, last year. So okay. I was hunted in Utah last fall. That was pretty dang cool. Um, that would be an interesting conservation conversation to have about how they manage down there. It's very different. Oh yeah. Oh from yeah. The rest of the west. Yeah, and yeah. actually, uh, the person to have on for that is probably Lee. Oh yeah. I think we can dip our toe in the water, but. Lee's got some thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be, yeah. yeah. And not just anecdotes. Like, no, here's here's how this works. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I can't say that I've never won anything anymore. I used yeah. to, that was my crutch all the time. And you know what's funny? Since that, I haven't won anything. Well. <laughs> so I spent up all my karma. I, yeah. I won the lottery this year on draws. How'd you do? Uh, well, I drew a Wyoming, I, I won a Wyoming commissioner's tag in a raffle. For what species? Uh, either elk, deer, or pronghorn, and I'm choosing mule deer. Nice. So late That's season migration mule deer hunt in Wyoming. 
It is the lottery. Dude, stay, that's pretty stay, badass. Stay tuned. We got a, a videographer on it. This is nice. uh, yeah. uh, going to be good. So this, this is going to be, be a, cool. a Right it's to Rome production kind of thing? No. no. It's going to be starring I don't this tall, know. skinny, dark-haired <laughs> dude who was we a have lucky a, SOB. We have a buddy filming it who does work with a company, but it might just be like a little independent project. Yeah. Cool. But he, is, he does phenomenal work. Yeah. Nice. That's very cool. Well, congrats, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm, I'm ex- I was super nervous. I mean- when, when I first got it, because there's some pressure. Yeah. You win a commissioner's tag, there's some pressure. It's, it's not just a general deer tag or even just a late season draw tag because those usually sell for 10, 15, 18 grand at auction or some people raise 20, 30 grand with them on raffles and about a $100 raffle ticket. Here, <laughs> So yeah. here, here we go. Yeah. I think mine cost me five bucks. It's, so at the Utah Hunt Expo, you can buy... Um, Per unit, per species, it's five bucks. And so you can just put in for, you know, however many you want. And I just said, okay, like all the archery elk hunting units, so it's five bucks per unit. And it's, so it ended up being like 60 bucks for the whole state. Beautiful. And yeah, wow. so that's how I drew it. Beautiful. So, yeah. how, how did it end up? Uh, it ended up with an incredible hunt. Mm-hmm. Awesome stories. Um, we were on to elk probably every day, but closing that gap from. 200 yards and in was really really tough because of how thick the country was Mm. and because of all the motorized access which i talked to two or three different biologists talked to a bunch of hunters and outfitter no one said hey you should definitely bring a four-wheeler because they let you drive a four-wheeler <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't. Yes. I'm, I'm glad, too, because I hunted, and that was the thing. Somebody was like, you know, you should do this and that. Like, run into town, get a four-wheeler. I'm like, that's not how I hunt. No. That's not that's not my thing. I'm not conv- I mean, I'm not convinced that even when if you have access to a four-wheeler, you need one to hunt elk. Like, no. I'll be honest. Like, I kill... An elk almost every year. The last two years have been tough on me. I'll let it. I'll let be admit to that. But I've never owned a four wheeler. Neither have I. And yeah. I we do own horses. I but I only say half of those hunts I used horses. Yeah. yeah. Like I've just never needed to cover a hundred miles. Right. And elk move a shit ton. You can spend three days in one drainage, and they'll be there on day three if they're not there on day one and two. Yeah. And if they're not there, another twenty. Another four wheeler will push them to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hunting yeah. off of pressure, strat- yeah. strategery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you guys is what have you, uh, what have you learned in the last year? How long has the podcast been out? I a little over two years. A little two, over two years. What yeah, we just learned? released our hundred, hundredth episode, so. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, That's the century mark. Yeah. What's been the, the lessons that you've learned in podcasting? Oh, God. I would say the biggest lesson... Actually, I don't know if this is really a lesson. I think we all came into this with this mentality, but I think the biggest one is being genuine and being humble, um, you know, and being yeah. and being real. I think people can smell, they can sense that, like, greasy, fake, that, you know, your podcast is really just a commercial disguised as a podcast, yeah. and you're trying oh to gosh. be something you're not. Um, I think that that's the biggest thing I've learned that has worked for us. That's the only thing working for us. Yeah, <laughs> I that, don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh, the technical side of things has been a disgusting learning curve uh, and still is, probably always will be because it's not any of our natures. Well, and I think that we look at uh, some of the more well-funded podcasts. Mm-hmm. They got their own sound studios. They travel with the sound tech, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we're like gorilla in it, man. You get yeah. jumped <laughs> into a room with horrible acoustics with random people screaming about whatever, you know, and hope it works And doing it all out of a Samsonite. 
Yeah, dude. A lot of it. It is. It is. It is the uh, best travel case ever. Chris hates it. I hate that Samsonite. It's so <laughs> ugly. It's perfect. But I mean, it fits us, I guess. I I think I, I would have to agree that people can tell the difference between the contrived conversations where it's obvious that there's a format and agenda and we're going to cut at this point to advertise the sponsor yeah. and just the real frank conversations. Yeah. And that has been something I've absolutely loved about your guys' podcast is it's just, I mean, Randy Newberg calls his Randy Newberg unfiltered. I think you could say that the same thing for you guys. It's just the, the right to Rome crew unfiltered. Like you guys are just pretty straightforward and don't pull any punches. And that's really refreshing and enjoying to listen to. Well, and I think part of that is, for the most part we started this older than most people are starting these projects mm. i mean we're all mid in our mid to late 30s yeah starting this project so we've kind of gone through the bs filter of early life anyway right you know not yeah. to knock not to knock the 20 somethings or even younger 30 somethings coming in and doing something I- in the conf- conservation space but you know i have three kids my oldest is going to be 12 yeah, uh, the the BS filter left twelve years ago. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, not so only that, but just like I think the ego starts to drop the older you yeah, get. You know, absolutely. I, I mean, I used to like the intrinsic motivation. I know when I was doing even uh, races or working out or whatever it was. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, look at me, people, look at me go. And I think that that's slowly faded too. And I like I, that's why I can't handle a lot of the other podcasts. It's mm-hmm. it's really like. Hey man, we're celebrities. Like we're good looking, hunting. You know, look, let us go. It's yeah. like it's about them, and it's, it seems like it's the whole thing is for them. And like I just can't get into that. I can't get behind it. Yeah. Um, but, but that's I, just me. Some people eat to eat it up. But I, th- yeah. I think we, I think we did a fairly. De- I'm a tutor on horn here. I think we did a good job setting our parameters based on the content we wanted to provide to everybody up front. Yeah. We wanted the discussion to be focused on the management and on the science mm-hmm. or on the conservation effort rather than the individual. Right. And that includes the four of us that work on our podcast. We've had a, we've had a few learning curves where like someone has a good idea and we're jealous we can't be there, you yeah, know, but absolutely. For, the, for the most part though, we I think we've all But it's still not about the individual. It's never been about exactly, the individual. Exactly. Exactly. Even if it, it yeah, if it, if it does it's very brief. It's like, "Oh yeah, well if he wins, we all win." So yeah, I mean, and by we all, I mean everyone who hunts. You know, who cares who gets credit? Yeah, yeah. But that also makes it hard to market too, because we're yeah, horrible we're self-promoters. Horrible, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> and like, that's what I think what we're struggling with is um, we haven't taken a dime from anybody. Correct? We've had a few Patreon, a few, few Patreons, and GoFundMe uh, Seek Outside sent us sent us some gear. They sent early us on. some gear. Yeah, they did, but never with anything. No, no. no like you have to mention us three times yeah, in a month and or something like that. You color outside these know. lines. Our relationship. We've never had that official relationships over marketing relationship. But I think that that's what we're finding is in order to do events like this. Um, you know, we all have nine to fives, families, our own hobbies. To keep a quality product does take some level of monetary investment. Um, right. Even if it's just gas to come up here, you know, and maybe ten bucks for dinner. Um, that's where we're struggling right now. I, I mean, just being honest, it's like a growing podcast. Yeah. It's like, how do you still come with somebody? Maintain that independence, but be codependent. Yeah. And yeah. then say that we're in it for the right reasons. Like, we're not here to get... Sp- I don't care if I get sponsored, me personally, but... Um, Again, that's another benefit of being in my late 30s is I've bought everything that I need to yeah. own to or want to at this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, still have a want yeah. list. But, but I still want, I guess, our listeners to know, like, we're in it because of the message... 
And the only way I think we would take anything truly is just to keep the effort going. Yeah, right. Not, you know. Upgrade some equipment. Yeah. If someone wants to take me on a doll sheep hunt, I'll let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say no. I'm, no does not mean for no. For whatever reason, I've recently really got into red stag. I want to shoot a stag with my bow for some in reason. In New Zealand? Oh, or dude, I can, or so Argentina. Cool. Oh, I want to go to Argentina. Why don't you go to the motherland and go to Europe and whack one? I could. I could go to like Scotland or something like that. I don't that. know. What, I'm, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Actually, the story. Yeah. I'm going to get a whole that, That's where my story. You, you said I'm going to keep this within myself because I'm working on a side story. It's going to be really good. Sweet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, you know, I think one of the things when I first met you guys, what was that this last spring? When, During when, the Bear the Bias event. The, when we did Bear that. Bear the Bias. Yeah. Um, I really appreciated that because that was something that I really felt strongly about with mine was that I didn't want it to turn into something that was just a bunch of advertising. I have literally no one has ever given me somebody might have given me a t-shirt mm-hmm. i think once was like yeah. hey like love what you're doing here's a t-shirt like cool maybe <laughs> someone you. buys you dinner once in a while i don't even know if any uh, maybe yeah maybe someone's bought me dinner but you know this whole podcast thing came out of just talking to people creating really cool relationships and being like dude like somebody should be telling this person's story so i come at it from a little bit different you guys are just phenomenal like doing the science side of things and and that is so needed i look at it like you know somebody like samantha she has a really cool personal story Mm -hmm. of how she got to where she is and that's what i want to dig into and explore and not that you guys don't in your podcast but with her like we we barely touched on any of the the science side of things that she does because i think uh at least for me the way i i structure things i want to know why she is the way she is why she looking at the who more than the what yeah kind of the you don't you know you don't care what somebody knows until you know that they care Mm -hmm. and so digging into it from that side and and not that one is better than the other by any stretch of the imagination that's just where my my interests go well we're all on the same loop just different parts of the loop. right exactly it's it's all full circle i mean it's you can't have one without the other and And oh sorry no go ahead Oh, that was just going to be kind of my next thing is that loop. The idea of this loop is that we all we all can come to the table. We all can like literally everybody here could do a podcast Mm -hmm. and it would not threaten me one bit. No, because we all have a different viewpoint. We all look at the world through a different lens. And I think the more voices we have sharing the same message, the better. And my listeners are going to identify with me. Their listeners are going to identify with them. We're all going to identify with somebody different. Who what is your demographic? I mean, who? Yeah, and whether that's your demographic, eighteen to twenty-seven year old sorry. female. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean but you're yeah. urban to country. Is it new yeah. hunters? Is it folks that are? In well, there's my mom, <laughs> and my well, that's <laughs> ours as well. Yeah. Your uh, mom actually listens to us too, by the way. Oh yeah, no, she, she said she said like those guys from Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt in our mind. Uh, hi mom. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of shifting. Um, it's it started out a lot as. Um, people just that were never interested in in hunting in the first place and um this was kind of a way for them to get some exposure in a non kind of bro culture way and just to get some questions answered like what is this whole i have no interest in hunting but what is this kind of hunting thing all about it was a lot of east coast surprisingly enough like a lot of people from overseas Mm -hmm. were listening and then um it's actually transitioned more now most of my listeners are in the rocky mountain west it's like completely flipped and i don't know why that is um i i guess the thing to attribute it to is just 
I've made more connections, made more friends. And so a lot of people that I know are now supporting. Yeah. Your network's a little more regionalized. Yeah. So I think who my, who I targeted at is people that are curious about the outdoors, people that are curious about what, what motivates people like you guys to devote your lives to conservation and kind of what makes people tick. And so I, I like, I like talking about what makes people tick and, and the why behind we do what we do. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of who I, I aim to reach is the people that want to know the why behind what we do. Well, that sounds like a segue to a question. Oh, okay. What's the question? Well, <laughs> for, for your guest, the why of what you do, why, why do we do what we do? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and we come at it from different perspectives. Well, I'm going to interview you on your own podcast. No. <laughs> why do you do what you do? Yeah. Why? I mean, I mean why? I mean, I mean, yeah. is why? that just it is to show the human element? Is that your why? Why the podcast? I mean, just in yeah. general, like the podcast isn't a conduit for you to get right. you out. And exactly. So who? What you, I see what you're asking. Yeah. So the why I do what I do is I and I don't I don't say this hyperbolically. I say it quite literally that the outdoors saved my life, that my life in the outdoors, like stepping into the outdoors, um, literally saved my life in a very tangible way, and so like I want to give back to that and. I I say this all the time. I'm I'm not a biologist and I don't have the the deepest grasp on the biology side of things. I have a I have a good, you know, I, what I feel like is a good kind of well-rounded understanding of yes, like the biological impacts of conservation. But what I really gravitate to and what I feel like I really understand is the social science behind why we do conservation, like why people decide to give their money to conservation to an army f to a wild sheep foundation what motivates them versus to heading to a busters and daves for the weekend yeah. <laughs> i mean really exactly yeah because that's the discretionary income you're dealing with in those scenarios yeah so for me it's, it's twofold one i want i want to give back i've i've had my life changed by the outdoors and i feel very passionately about making sure they're available to other people but i also want to help other people who may not um may not question the why behind what we do they just kind of do it and they don't think about the why i want to provide the stories of of people and kind of dig into why someone like marcia brownlee who has a uh master's degree from harvard she could be doing anything mm -hmm. right and she's chosen to devote her life to conservation so what makes her tick and why did she decide to do that because i think that that will inspire other people to maybe not uproot themselves and become western conservationists but maybe do a little bit more in their own communities yeah so i'm gonna flip it back on you guys why do you guys do what you do as you said this is episode i mean you're into your hundreds of episodes now we I'm can say that hundreds of episodes the reason i do what i do is <laughs> i'm trying to get filthy rich and i want to like me no but really i think the ultimate reason for me is i've i've for whatever reason i've been in, in I, I was born with a very... Hey, before we before we do the individual, yeah, so do the collective. The collective. Why, why did we start the podcast in the first well, that's place? That's what I'm getting to. But um, Is your individual reason the same as the collective reason? I think it's... Y yeah. Proceed. Well, so collectively, I mean, Lee and I, one of the other co-founders, listen to way more podcasts than Chris and Sam do. I don't like podcasts. Chris hates them. I sit in my office all day because <laughs> I'm self-employed. So I can't walk and chew gum. So typing all day in a pot, I can't do it. So yeah. real quick tangent. Since I started doing a podcast, I like an outdoor space podcast, 
I have listened to almost zero outdoor, outdoor podcasts. I exactly. really like I every once in a while I like force myself to sit down and I'll go through like not f- that sounds horrible. I force myself to listen to Right to Room. No, <laughs> I, <laughs> I I do sometimes. I do, but <laughs> I it's it's not something where before I would just like consume it like mm-hmm. nonstop. And now I have to make that conscious decision to go listen to an outdoor more selective. Podcast. Yeah, totally. And you guys are definitely one of the ones I listen to. But Thank you. I'm flattered. I appreciate yeah. that. No, I, it's a good podcast. So anyway, sorry. Back to yeah, why you that's guys fine. do it. Uh, so we started this based out of hearing some of these other outdoor podcasts start prognosticating management practices or yeah. Yeah. whatever it was, uh, ideologies that had no evidence or fact behind it. You know, Spe- and People speaking as experts and they weren't. And they weren't. And I'm speaking as the one non- professional expert on our podcast in this uh, an respect and it was driving me nuts yeah, yeah. It, knowing just from my personal level of interest in biology and management and conservation issues i mean i'm a serial volunteer i've been an rmef member since i was 14 been a bha member for i don't know six years now um muley fanatics Elks, pheasants forever every i mean kid yeah. sport and, and issues and i volunteer <laughs> in the community also i mean i'm, I'm all over the map but f- for me it was to help get a message out that had a foundation that wasn't just based off of what you heard your buddies say or that one time you were in the hills and you saw something do something and you decided that was going to be fact because that's what we were hearing yeah and we knew that wasn't the case it was like you know Anybody can do this. <laughs> I mean, here, here's the three of us sitting here. Anybody yeah. can do this. Literally anybody. So the conduit for that is the podcast. And, and that was the collective for us. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the individual yeah. reason for me, I love to talk and I love to have conversations. It's like, why not record these conversations? Yeah. Not all of them are golden. I mean, I'm sure you've had some. It's like, well, eh, that didn't go quite as I thought. Yeah, I've had a few. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was it was just... It was a conduit that I felt I had an aptitude for, mm. and I enjoy doing it, and I enjoy the editing side of it, um, and I still do. Yeah, and I guess for me it was um, pretty much the same as what you said for the collective of the podcast. That's why I wanted to do it. But my personality type is is I've always grown up like very analytical, very pragmatic, um, overly so sometimes. I I I'm making the process of like the process of learning and the process of gaining knowledge to me is everything. And that's not how a lot of folks are wired, whether uh, they're born that way or just, they have never been put in the environment to learn how that to, to think that way. And, and then, you know, so that forced me to go into a scientific field where that's how you think it's very structured. It's very analytical. You're not trying to prove yourself right. You're actually trying to prove yourself wrong. Um, and that structured thinking, I mean, uh, if you go to look at my playlist on Netflix or Amazon, if you find a sitcom, I'll pay you a hundred bucks. It's all documentaries. Like, Does all Rick and Morty count? I lied. I owe you a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I do like myself some Rick and Morty, but like, you know, like what most folks go on watching, I like dancing right. at the start. I can't do that. So I just, that's just how I've always been wired as a, as a little kid. It's always was, you know, discovery channel Sundays with my dad. And Red and Stimpy remember. back in the day. Oh damn it. Red and Stimpy too. You got me in the cartoons. See, look at that. Um, no DuckTales? No DuckTales, no. but some Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Captain um, <laughs> weird. Yeah. Here I am. Uh, <laughs> 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 so anyways. That's uh, Russian collusion dating back to the late yeah. 80s, folks. <laughs> but, you know, then, but working through the the wildlife field, there's, uh, there's a ton of knowledge and 
highly focused, passionate individuals, like you said, could have been making, you know, six figures a year working for a consulting firm or as a lawyer or a doctor. And they didn't, they go to the sciences. They go to a super com hard, um, a field that's really hard to get a degree in super competitive job market and for shit for pay for what their qualifications really are yeah. the level of intelligence and knowledge they have an investment they have in their education yeah and then so you see all this money and being poured in you know by local governments state governments and all the issues that surround wildlife and when i speak wildlife I, i'm actually speaking on an ecological level i mean everything from the mouse to even the even the human environment it's, it's all it's all under threat right yeah and absolutely there's just all this like I don't know. People are very emotionally based and they usually will let the emotion dictate what they decide are facts. And for me, the, the podcast was that. Yeah. Here's how you think, not here's what, what you need to think. And I'm not going to tell you what to think, but here's how you should think. Um, and if you still come to the same conjecture, then you know, you're on pretty firm ground. And yeah. it was just giving people a, a structure t on how to have a conversation and how to question themselves critically. Well, and to, to pre present some information that's not always the most palatable. Exactly. I mean, sci yeah. a scientific true, true, true. conversation is pretty damn difficult to have and still remain entertaining. Yeah. Well, it depends who you are. But yeah. Depends. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with the you. Overall general general yeah. Public. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, we're outliers. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and part of this was to not necessarily dumb it down, but to sweeten it, to yeah. make it a little more palatable. Well, then I, like, you know, like we call ourselves biologists on the podcast, but I consider myself to be an average biologist at best because I know so many incredible biologists, you know? Right. Um, it's like, yeah, you're a professional athlete, but you're not in the Hall of Fame type of a deal, you know? Like, yeah. And I wanted to give those people a chance to, to have a, a voice. The Sams of the world, the Kurtz yeah. of the world. You know, those people need to have a platform, and yeah. they're not readily available in a lot of formats. They're just not. Yeah. I like what you said about platform, um, and that's one thing I tell people when I ask them if they'll be on the podcast. They're like, well, why do you want me on? I'm like, because you have a story. Yeah. And I want I want to give you guys a platform to elevate and share your story because the world needs the world needs to know your story yeah. um, because if we know your story we'll be better well, as people and uh, yeah when you get to know someone's story you, hum you humanize them right yeah when you humanize that people like the whole fucking conversation changes pardon yeah. my french but i get really passionate about that like yeah. it's hard to dislike someone that you have some intimate experience with even if it's vicariously through a podcast yeah. and even if you disagree with them on fundamentally everything yeah, else exactly yeah there's a, a land-based conservation project that i'm working on right now for my nine to nine to five and one of the people at the table is this incredible person he's a great guy but on paper he and i should not be able to sit at the same table mm -hmm. because we we have different interests we see the world in a different way but both of us, when we sat down at the table for the first time, one of the things we said was, we can disagree. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. That doesn't mean that I think you're dumb or you're stupid. It just means that we see the world a little different. And so can we, can we agree that no matter, no matter what, at the end of the day, we leave the disagreements in this space, and then when we step away, we're still two good people just trying yeah. to do the best that we can. Well, and I, there's an analogy that I really like to use. And um, if you were to put a comic strip, right, and, and fold it into a, a circle, 360-degree circle, and put six people in a circle and put that comic strip in a circle, right, you could ask every person what they see. This is, a, this is an, uh, an exercise in um, perspective. Adam may see the first, the first you know, a cartoon of that comic strip and it may be whatever you know he's gonna say he, and I ask him what he sees he's gonna tell me what he sees 
And he's not wrong, but I can't see it. But just because I can't see it does not mean he's wrong, right? And you go around the circle, everyone sees something slightly different. None of them are wrong. Right. But if you all then zoom out and talk together, what did you see? Then you can put the comic strip together and you can get all the way to the punchline. Yeah. And you can't do that as an individual. It's, nope. it's, 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 you're incapable of it. Yeah. And I think that's what the whole podcast revolution is. Yeah. It's like pulling all these like pinpoint perspectives and sharpening the image. Absolutely. Yeah. I, who was it I was talking to? I was talking to somebody recently and they're like, why do you love podcasts so much? I was like, well, it's a super corny saying, but are you familiar with the saying you're the sum of the four people you spend the most time with? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that. I think that's, you know, to a certain extent, that's true that the people we spend the time, our time around, like really influence who we are. So with a podcast, you just expanded your circle of people you can spend your time with. Yep. So the well, question especially is from a long form standpoint. <sighs> yeah. Because and, and this is a stolen ideal from Joe Rogan. You can't hide <laughs> bullshit after hour one. No, <laughs> you <laughs> I mean, can't. You, you're <laughs> there, there's a few people that can, but for the most part, you can't. It's pretty easy to start seeing through, you know, self-imposed filters to make you make yourself look good. Yeah. After about an hour having a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Have you guys had people say things and you're just like, what did they just say? Not in necessarily a bad way, but just you're kind of shocked that they were willing to open up and share that much with you. Actually, I have had I had one. Uh, you weren't on that episode. We haven't released it yet, but I had one that was just like, I thought this was going to go somewhere completely different, yeah. and all of a sudden, this is heavy. Yeah. And like, I'm about to cry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a tough guy. You knocked that off. <laughs> <You know? laughs> how, how okay. dare We're here to talk about science, not feelings. <laughs> how dare you make me feel? Who makes me feel my feelings? Uh, yeah. yeah, and so yeah, you're right. I mean, that that statement from Rogan is absolutely true. That you know, after a while, people get comfortable and they're willing to share. Mm-hmm. But they have to know that it's a safe space. And I think you guys create a really safe space on your podcast for people to uh-huh. share. Safe space. We try. Yeah. We try. But you have yeah. to, sh- I think in order to be an effective interview, you have to show your genuine interest, but also genuinely show your vulnerabilities as well. I mean, yeah. it's got to be a, to do a good interview with somebody, it's got to be mutual, right? There's, I mean, a, mutu- there's a mutual yeah. humility You that both have to, to expose place. yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, or it's a shit interview. It's fake. Yeah. It's yeah. just someone reading questions at you. Yeah. And you're just looking at them as something that you can use. A means to, to the you. end. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what exactly. can I get out of this person today to make myself look awesome and get sponsored so yeah yeah and people see through that so quickly but they get sponsors (laughs) 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 so Uh, i don't know i guess yeah uh, yeah. so you got the film project you got a bunch of awesome podcasts you're gonna release what else are you guys working on what else should people be looking for from right to rome i'm gonna be completely honest with you we uh have been busting our butts we're at for two years yep we're a little over 100 episodes (laughs) and we've been pouring a lot of our time and money and soul into the project and um we're sitting pretty good on content right now. We have some super quality stuff in the in the in the vault, and I th- think for this summer we're gonna dial down and nice. reconnect with nature and reconnect with the wild spaces we've been yakking about for and the last our families. two years. Yeah, and our families, um, you know, and that's so. And then hunting season, hunting season, and and project wise, obviously the f- the potential film on the hunting side of things. But for me. Uh, my oldest, this is his first year hunting big game in Wyoming. Oh, that's awesome. So that, for me, is, like, <laughs> I'm so excited. I, that's g- super cool. He's, he's got his first rifle. I, I won a rifle at a Muley Fanatics banquet and traded it in on a youth rifle. That's cool. So like, I, I don't need a 300 win mag, uh, <laughs> but my kid does need a 308. 
So that's that's my yeah. project. I say my next project is my one and a half year old. Yeah. yeah. Who is an absolute terrorist, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of work. But how about you? I mean, where where you where you got in the kind of the same thing, honestly. Uh, this was an awesome weekend to be able to get a bunch of great content or content. Uh, my podcast comes out bi-weekly mm-hmm. and I've been severely slacking on that. I was sick and completely lost my voice for about a month. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it really hard to yeah. record. Hard on an audio only platform. And I ran out of content during that time and I had a bunch. It was, it was so frustrating. I had like three or four interviews all lined up. So I was like, this will bridge the gap to the 2% thing and yep. then we'll just keep rolling. And then that happened, and it kind of just threw everything off. Sorry, I was giggling. In my mind, I had this like this vision of you doing a Stephen Hawking I, had, I was thinking like the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Welcome today. Our guest is. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I thought of everything. I was like, could someone else like host it? And I was like, that won't work. Like Anyway, so, but now that we've had this happen, and I recorded a bunch last week. I recorded four episodes last week. Oof. That was, oof, that was a lot. So, anyway, between that and this. I'll have enough, to, you know, to carry me pretty far into hunting season. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple here and there. Um, I'm going to try to do some more video work just with the brand in general. Mm-hmm. Um, my followers are probably tired of hearing me say that because I will, like, do one video. And then three months will go by. <laughs> and then I recommit to video. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just some just some odds and ends here. But nothing big. I'm just trying to elevate more people's voices and um, always looking for new projects to start. But definitely want to spend some time with the wife and and you know enjoy montana summer and then hunting season so yeah i mean we have such a short window to be outside mm-hmm. and like in it yeah in the west and uh yeah no offense to our f- past guests but i'd rather be out in it <laughs> than yeah yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd rather be experiencing yeah. it than yeah. just sitting and talking and i think about any it. podcast i do between now and probably late october after this weekend will be out in it mm-hmm. um during the recorder and we'll bullshit over a campfire one night but which is always fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming on. I can hear people starting to gather up for the next thing. So I think unless you guys have anything else you want to add. I don't. I just want to thank you for having us on, Marcus. Yeah, and, yeah uh, likewise. And, uh, uh, I do because I know you do this with p- other guests. You have little pop culture style questions, we quick can, hitters. I, let's I do love, it. I love those because they're fluff, but they're fun. I, I am glad like you What's said my favorite that. color? Kind of, sort of. What, what's your favorite color, Chris? My favorite color is turquoise. I just decided this weekend, actually. <laughs> used to be green, but I th- think I'm into turquoise. I don't know why, man. Adam, what's your favorite color? I'm a red guy through and through. <laughs> nice. Uh, DC or Marvel? Marvel, no doubt. I'm going to have to say DC, man. He looks kind of like a Superman type. Yeah. That's all DC a has is sp- Superman, though. <laughs> Wonder Woman? Okay, now you're at, now you're really getting to the root of it. Yep. Yeah, Wonder Woman to the last Wonder okay. Woman Dude. was amazing. Yeah, okay. was, that was a pretty dang good movie. I'm shallow. Uh, pancakes or waffles? <laughs> waffles. Amen. Adam, you know what the right answer is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I'm. I will eat anything. Yeah, I know. But if there's a, a skillet and a griddle, you go to the griddle, son. That's right. I am. I am eating whatever comes <laughs> off of both of those. I do, I do waffles three days a week. <laughs> just peer pressure to make this physique. Yeah. Uh, favorite movie? Braveheart. Legends of the Fall. Ooh, that's a good Ooh, one, too. Yeah, that's a really good one. River Runs Actually, through. I lied. I take it back. Dances with Wolves. Dude, I love that movie so much. That's I actually dan- for me. It's like th- those two are back and forth, yeah. but... I'm in Montana. I'm going to do dance. You know, I should be answering these two, actually. A river runs through it would have been a better Montana answer. Well, Legends of the Fall takes place in Montana, too. Part of it does, yeah. 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 Uh, Real quick, I'll recap. Uh, My favorite color is... 
blue. I'm super lame. Uh, waffles for sure. Favorite movie? It's a toss up between Jeremiah Johnson and The Searchers. Yeah. 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 So I can't. Jeremiah Johnson's <laughs> a good one. Yeah. Lonesome Dove, but that's not really a movie. Yeah. That's a miniseries. That's a miniseries. My, my wife and I watch Lonesome Dove once a year, start to finish. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What's the most played song that you're listening to right now? On your phone, your iPad iPod. Uh, I run Pandora in shuffle mode. Okay. So I yeah. never, I mean, very seldom do I, can I repeat something? Yeah. You know, it's just what's like, <laughs> like, or <laughs> yes, or skip. In all honesty, I've been on a, I've been on a Bob Marley kick, man. Nice. It's like my daughter likes to dance to it. So we, we do Bob Marley playlist in the mornings. Nice. When I do listen, uh, it's, God, I don't know that I have anything super consistent. I will always listen to a 90s gangster rap song start yes. to finish. <laughs> yes, yes. And I will always listen to like some melodic Swedish death metal start to finish. I, Very yeah, cool. I think on the way back from BHA, we jammed uh, Chronic 2001. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then threw some In Flames in there, too. Yeah, there was some In Flames in there, too. <laughs> so <laughs> and every once in a while, Mumford & Sons will pop up. So <laughs> that's... <laughs> just all Did my head just explode? <laughs> and then, and then uh, golly. Marty Robbins will pop up on my playlist too. Dude, so. I love Marty Robbins. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, mine is actually a song called Welcome to My Fu or it's Funeral. It's the song's called Funeral. And this guy's like, this is what I want my funeral to be like in the mm -hmm. song. And mm -hmm. it sounds super depressing, but it's actually really upbeat. He's like, dude, everybody better get wasted at this. <laughs> this would better be a party. It's You're here super to celebrate inspired. my life, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, winter or summer? fall i know it's not a choice uh, you're gonna hate this this is one of those answers i love them both yeah. i either want it to be 110 or 20 below i gotcha. I'm a man see i can't do the 110 I, I i guess if it's winter or summer it's definitely winter because i start melting over like 82 my, phys <laughs> my physiology changes are like i oh i don't do well in the heat i don't know what it is Man, it's probably because I'm closer to the sun. That's, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> that just, I can't argue that high, with that. That's science, really. right? Closer, Higher elevation. Yeah. Hey, closer, it's our opinion. I mean, We're sharing yeah. it. Thinner, on thinner UV. Well, I mean, thinner I mean, atmosphere. It is a fact that you are closer than I am. Yes, <laughs> relatively. So. Uh, sorry, Joe Candelas keeps texting me and distracting me. Would you rather watch a TV show or a movie? I think you kind of already answered this. Yeah, well, I'm mostly a TV show guy or a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, in the context of like entertainment, yeah, uh, like the long form miniseries, mm. you know, the House of Cards, Game of Thrones. Make up your own rules, man. He's giving you lanes, son. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's yes or no, Adam. <laughs> I, I like to I like to steer in whatever lane is available, <laughs> and sometimes I'll straddle that white line. <laughs> okay, cats or dogs? Dogs, dogs, nice. and I we have four cats too. But I'm a dog person. Nice. Uh, morning person or night person? Night owl. Morning. morning. Used to be used to be night, but with kids, I've converted to a more a more successful morning person. <laughs> uh, Burger King or McDonald's? <clears throat> that makes my stomach turn. You got to choose, Adam. No more creating your own rules. <sighs> Burger King. Yeah, I'd go Burger King. But the first thing I want after a long, shitty, hard hike or hunt is a Big Mac. Big, or just a grease. Burger. I don't know why. We have a little diner in Buffalo to dash in. That that's always good when you get back. It's yeah, it, yeah. it's not a chain. It's a locally owned fast food joint. Yeah, and they make a good grease burger. I love a good grease burger. I know. Yeah. If you don't, you're not American. Sorry. So final question in this, in this round is: How would you say that word? Caramel. Caramel. 
Chris wins. I was just doing it to be. I was just doing it. To I be got obstinate. a high five. Yeah. I was doing it to be obstinate. Uh, I say caramel, but if I when I read it, I say caramel. Say ice cream toppings. Mmm. <laughs> 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 Things with which to top the frozen dairy dessert. Yes. Yeah. All right. Final question. What is one action everybody listening to this podcast should go out and do? Something hmm. what's something tangible they should go out and do? I think the most fundamental thing someone can go and do uh, is when you are out, just get out. But when you are out, pick up a piece of freaking trash. I love that. That's literally probably the most fundamental and impactful thing you can do on in our public spaces, whether it's a city park, a mountain trail, or a lake shore. I like that. I'm going to say smile. Like, when you see someone, smile. I liked mine better. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I get I get here, but it's like yeah. if, you, if you're going to go out in public right now, smile at people. Smile at people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like science. You smile, you get endorphins. Other yeah. people get endorphins. Absolutely. It's like this virus we should all be sharing with each other. Yeah. Without touching people. No, no touching. <laughs> that <laughs> is a great soundbite that you can use yeah. later for blackmail. <laughs> it's like a virus that you can share with other people without, without touching. touching. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so sorry, on, I, yeah, um, on Instagram, <laughs> I share the episode, kind of a summary of the episode mm-hmm. on Instagram. The next one is a soundbite, and the following one That's is a shareable quote. That's yes, g- that's gonna that be the soundbite. Sh- yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a virus. <laughs> oh, good grief! Uh, we did that in college. We had this like moving like one-liner board, and it was the top ten, and it evolved over like three years of being roommates. And dude, dude, by awesome. like the year we graduated, they were amazing. That's sweet. I'm sure. Yeah, amazing. Do you have a picture? Or There's a lot of darkness. someone kept one for posterity, but I don't actually think it's no longer with us. Oh, There's man. a lot of darkness that comes out of living with three yeah. or four guys for an extended period. And of like, time. I think the oh, first yeah. one was like, what was it? If it wasn't for that horse, she never would have made it through college. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> one of my we like walked in and we're like, what? Uh, I had a buddy that did that. Uh, his, the one that I always liked of his was, I like to poke badgers with spoons. Yeah. That was his yeah. quote that lasted for a long time. Oh I like to man. poke badgers with spoons. I think the other one was spoons. like, on a scale of one to ten balls, how many balls are you tripping? Indeed. You know, that reminds me, we had a quote board. It wasn't in my, we, we, like, my guy group of friends were basically all dating the same group of girls in this apartment. And so we had a quote board in the apartment. And I have no idea what was on it anymore because that's, like, yeah. been 10 years. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I wish somebody had saved. Some of those, it. yeah. Yeah. So, guys, this was a blast. Yeah, I, really I had more you. fun on the last 10 minutes of your podcast than I've had on, the, like, the last three of ours. <laughs> we're so serious. It gets, yeah, it just ours, gets heavy. Ours get so heavy. We, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we try scientific to content is is tough yeah. to really make cheery, even though the result can be yeah. cheery, but busting through that. So, yeah, this yeah. has been a fresh yeah. breath of air. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks no. a lot, Marcus, for having us on, and uh, keep up the good work as well, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, you're both solid dudes, and I appreciate what you're doing, and, yeah, you guys keep doing what you're doing, too. Can we do the shameless self-promotion plug? Absolutely. Uh, com. Right to Rome podcast on Instagram, same on Facebook, and the Patreon is patreon.com backslash R2RPOD. Yeah, and, and for everybody listening, we'll link to everything Adam just said so you don't have to try to remember Sweet. it. I could never remember it, but and then uh, a plug for you is uh, you need to get in contact with me if you want to come chase antelope. Oh, 
I'm definitely going to get in contact with I you. i got to figure out this, the specifics, but I think it's yeah. a possibility. Any, would, any or all of us, I'm available yeah. also. Nice. Sure. I have yet to get an antelope, so that would be fun. I actually have uh, some. I don't typically hunt private land, but we're in a unit. Like, the entire unit is private land, so you can't go there without hunting. It's like you can't do it. Gotcha. And it's still management at that point, to my perspective. So I have some access to a place. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Cool. We'll talk about that offline. We don't want people emailing you for <laughs> antelope trips. I should I could just tell them. Start calling landowners. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go public lands, but that's where we're at with that. Yeah, with that yeah. in some sure. situations. Yeah. 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 Well, everybody who tuned into this, thank you so much. Go check out the Right to Roam podcast. And until next time, safe travels, everybody. Hey, friends. Me again. Just a quick reminder that if you like this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you prefer. See ya.